0: Hello everybody and welcome to First and Goal. It is Saturday, July 24th, and we are coming at you today with a new episode. We're going to just be sitting here BSing, talking football in general. We're going to do something a little different instead of narrowing down one specific team. We're just going to go over several subjects, a little bit of news in the college football world, give you our personal opinions on it, give us, give you our outlook on everything, and uh, we're just going to talk football more than anything and have a good time.
1: Let's talk football.
0: Yes, sir. We're going to talk about it. Before we do it, go ahead and buckle up that chin strap, put in that mouthpiece. Let's get ready for another hard hitter. Ready? We are back again. I'm your host, Ben, joined here by my co host, Big Rob. How's it going today, buddy? It's
1: going good, going good. Coming off that bender. Still ready to put the women and children to bed and go looking for dinner, though.
0: Yes, sir. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I like to hear. We're going to get after this thing, man. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right. We're going to start this thing off. We had a big week this past week. We had SEC Media Days. You know what that means? That means football is upon us, it is around the corner. We are starting to get into the nitty-gritty. I can smell the fresh-cut grass. I am itching for some football, my man.
1: I can hear the pads thumping. I can smell the leather of the football. I- I'm just, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for that first snap. I'm ready for it all. Yes, sir. I'll
0: tell you what, man. All this has got me ready for a cold beer, and wouldn't you know it, but got that problem out the way.
1: <laughs> Drink them if you got them is all I can say. Everybody listening? Uh. If you drink drinking one, drink one for me, too. I may grab me one here in just a minute as well.
0: Yes, sir, that's what I'm talking about. But uh, starting off at SEC Media Days, one of the first thing that popped off to me, how about USC head coach Shane Beamer on oh. the biggest platform of them all made one hell of a recruiting pitch out there to his tight end Oscar Dill. Came flat out, I mean, he basically did everything but name the young man. It was very clever, very smart, but right off the rip said at the University of South Carolina, We are going to use the tight end. We are going to throw the ball to you, and that position will always be near and dear to my heart. I mean, that's a hell of a pitch on a big stage right
1: there. Yes, sir, and if I'm not mistaken, using one word that you commonly like to say, but if I'm not mistaken, didn't he actually coach tight ends for like five for the last five years as well at the different stops that he's been to?
0: Yes, sir, right there in Oklahoma at Lincoln Riley School with the Sooners he was a tight end coach. He also did some tight end coaching when he was in South Carolina years ago, with the head ball
1: coach Steve Spurrier. Yeah, tight ends and special teams if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yes, sir, yes sir. I'll tell you what, for a first time head coach, boy he had a hell shit. he had some swagger, he looked energetic. But I tell you something what caught my eye with that. Have you ever heard of a team being 2-8 and eight in the previous year? And they are already talking about this year here. We are not coming out here. We're not rebuilding. We're coming to contend for a championship. We're going to compete. Damn, if he's got them boys buying them.
1: I'm telling you, Shane Beamer, and he's smart too, he wasn't giving anybody any sort of bulletin board material for the locker room. He was basically saying that, you know, at the end of the year – if we come out and play our best, then it is what it is on what the, what the win loss record is. But you have the two players that he brought with him just stating that, hey, we ain't coming to play. we coming to win.
0: Yes, sir. He had uh tight end Nick Muse with him, who's a fifth year senior now, or hell, he might be a sixth year senior. With his COVID protocol works. I ain't exactly sure what he is. I know it's last fifth year. year. But uh, he also had Kingsley, JJ, Ingabari coming in, and that's the SEC leader last year in sacks, and he was a hell of an athlete. And I'm tell you what, he looked pumped up and balled into this program. I mean, he stressed over and over and over again, we are going to contend for championships this year. We are coming to win. And this defensive line, him and his buddies, he said flat out they are going to be a threat and they are going to be a force to be reckoned with, not in the SEC, but against any team on that schedule this year.
1: Yeah, he, he basically said that he's tired of – you know, all of these naysayers about this defensive line, you know, how much crap they've actually talked about this defensive line, and he's uh, they're coming to show it. They they ain't mad about it, but they're going to rip some heads off.
0: Yes, sir. They're going to be putting uh, some people to sleep this year. They're going to terrorize some quarterbacks. They're going to be bullying some offensive lines. I'm, I'm feeling excited for that
1: program in Columbia, South Carolina. To be honest with you, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. I really am too. Now, if they Are they going to be able to turn around this season? I don't know. They're going to win some games that a lot of people are not thinking that they're going to. But I don't know if they're going to be championship contenders just yet. But what I will say is give it two or three years.
0: That's right, that's right. But um, we're going to talk a little more about South Carolina minute While we're sitting here on Subject Media Days, I'll tell you another thing that really stuck out to me off the rip. LSU head coach Ed Orgeron. Coach O! Yes, sir, born in the bayou. Yes, sir, (laughs) that man there, he looked fired up. I believe LSU football, that is going to be a team you don't want to see on your schedule this year because the way it sounds, they are coming to play. And the way they ended that season last year, they was looking damn impressive, and they looked like they meant business last year when they were coming at you. But, boy, he was fired up in that press conference. I mean, right off the rip, he said a quote, and hell, you might can go ahead and quote it for me there, Big Raw, but.
1: I'll let you go ahead and say it because I can't remember (laughs) it off the top of my head, the whole thing.
0: One of the things he said flat out, he said, to put it quite frank, he said, the team's got a bad taste in their mouth. He said, I got that same bad taste in my mouth. He said, there ain't but one damn way to get that taste out, and that's winning, and that's what we're going to do.
1: Yes, sir. And when that man has his mind made up, he's got his team bought in, I don't even I don't even know if Alabama's going to be able to contend with them this season.
0: I'll tell you what, he's about as intensive a head coach as there is in college football these days.
1: Oh, he's about as intensive a man as what they is these days. I wouldn't want to see him in the in dark alley and him pissed off at me.
0: No, hell no. I wouldn't want to see him out there in the bayou either. Oh, <laughs> no way. Hell no, but uh, I, I think, think LSU, I believe they on the way back. I don't know if they're going to be national champions. Contending for that national championship this year or not, but... I feel 100% positive in saying you're going to see an LSU that resembles a lot more of the 2019 Tigers than what you saw in 2020.
1: Absolutely. You're going to have – and you know, you've got two returning quarterbacks off of that team from last season that both competed and played starting. One got injured early in the season, the other finished the season. I don't remember the names. We won't get into that right now, but they're they going to be contenders.
0: That's exactly right, my man. That's exactly right. They're gonna be a force to be reckoned with. But uh there's several other teams that was there, Kentucky. They looked like they was gonna be a force to be reckoned with once again. I mean the Wildcats, they've been building something pretty special the last several years and I hell, I wouldn't say this year's nothing no exception. I think they're gonna continue on that and keep on building. I don't know what they got exactly in the quarterback position, but
1: that's the biggest question Mark Kentucky has right now they they don't know who's going to be starting they've had a transfer come in I think they've got some freshmen that that's battling um but I mean when, when your coach stoops I mean anything anything could happen I mean they can be you know they can be contenders or they could be pretenders we we just don't know right now
0: that's exactly right that is exactly right I mean you really don't know exactly what to look for but I, for one, definitely feel like they're going to be a force to be reckoned with still. If I can get this damn microphone to be still. There we go. <laughs> Sorry about it, y'all. But um, They're going to be a force to be reckoned with, without a doubt. But I like what I heard from them. Tennessee's new coach sounds to be very positive coming in. Um, One thing I will say is I think he's – I don't think he quite realizes yet what he's going to be going up against. He's coming from a very dominant – past couple years at Central Florida and let's face it this ain't the same teams he was playing down there I think he might want to
1: and wouldn't he at state before Central Florida
0: Uh, I believe so I can't remember exactly where he was at before Central Florida I know he's been there for a good while now he's been there with some of their most dominant years in the past but I know uh, he he's talking like this is going to be a cakewalk and that ain't gonna be the case no you want positivity but at the same time you want a little bit of realism in there
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to be a couple of years before you're going to be able to get your team just right, especially coming from a team like Central Florida.
0: That's exactly right. I mean, what's crazy with uh, media days, not straight away from him, but what's crazy with media days is, in general is these teams hadn't even set on the field for fall practice yet. You can just listen to these coaches, these players in the media days, and you can right off the rip really get a good vibe and a good feel for really who's going to be – some of your teams to beat who might be falling off this year. and it, it really gives you a different outlook going into the year. You can just tell the difference in the vibes and the cultures coming from the school.
1: And which team may be sleepwalking through
0: the year. Yeah. um, There was two of them that really I didn't care for the press conferences. I mean, one of them, don't get me wrong, Alabama, they're going to they gonna cut ass just like they do every year. They're going to beat up on a lot of schools. But I don't see them winning a national championship this year. They just... Saint Nick and the boys, they look like they're still a little bit full from that meal they ate last year. If you know what I'm saying, they don't like they got that appetite, looking
1: very hungry. No, they, it just feels like they got their belly full, um, and they've been living off of scraps ever since. Leftovers.
0: That's exactly right, and also the Florida Gators are damn mullin for whatever reason. I just, they were talking a good talk, but at the same time. The passion just didn't seem to be there with none of the guys. They were talking about having a chip on their shoulder, but they're out there smiling ear to ear. and Then they're even out there bragging, saying, yeah, we were the SEC champs last year, and we're the champs right now. We ain't worried about nobody. We're the SEC champs.
1: SEC East champs.
0: Yeah, SEC East champions. I mean, that's all good and well, but you might want to leave that in 2020 because 2021, you're just another team.
1: You're just another team, and you got a hungry bulldog out there waiting to chew your ass.
0: Yes, sir. you got a bulldog team waiting to chew your ass. you got the damn Kentucky Wildcats. They just – that's a team that can surprise anybody any given day, I believe.
1: And don't look over those South Carolina Gamecocks.
0: No, I wouldn't look over them. I don't know if they're going to be a contender for this thing or not, but they're definitely a team that you don't want to go into sleepwalking because I believe if you sleep on that team this year, you could get punched in the mouth. Uh, yeah.
1: Quick, fast, and in a hurry.
0: And you also got a very hungry Tennessee team. I mean, the SEC East this year, it's going to be a different outlook from years past, I believe. Too many new head coaches wanting to prove themselves.
1: And you're going to laugh at me, too, but you don't want to sleepwalk through Vandy this year, either.
0: I was just getting ready to say, man, I mean, any team that didn't win a single game last year, hell, they might only win two games this year. Maybe. But I promise you, they gonna come into every game and they gonna want a win worse than anybody, cause it's been two years since they seen one. Yeah. That's a long time without a win. You got a very gotta, long time. If you a senior on that team, man, you you talking about a chip on your shoulder? They got a boulder on their shoulder.
1: I would hate to be the first team that they play this year, knowing the size of the boulder that these the, these kids have on their shoulders and the hunger that's in their eyes and in their belly for for a win somebody's you know somebody's in for a a hell of a game
0: oh that's exactly right i mean so the truth is vandy is not a team that's lacking a bunch of talent they got a lot of talent on that roster believe it or not i believe they could be a competitive team i believe they can go out there and cut ass if they want to but they just got to have a good coach in there and i mean you got to alumni, coaching the team now that's really bought into the school, bought into the program, knows what it takes to win games there. I think you're going to see a turnaround there. Is Vandy going to be competing for SEC East? No. Nope. But I wouldn't be surprised to see them win, hell, four games this year at least, maybe five. Maybe. They could go and win a bowl game. You never know. I mean, that team is not as bad as you think they are. They got a lot of talent.
1: With the new head coach that's also coming in hungry.
0: That's exactly right, man. That is exactly right. But uh, also you got Jimbo Fisher. With A and M Aggies coming in, that team there is hungry. I mean, you could tell just by the way he was talking about Nick Saban. I mean, there's a grudge going on between them two fellows. They're their old coworkers. They're old friends, but I tell you, friends too- can be rivals. I do believe.
1: I tell you to uh, Alabama fans and just football fans in general. The nickname that you gave old Nick Saban, old St. Nick. Yes, sir. I tell you, to Jimbo Fisher, that man's little Nicky. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir.
0: He, uh, they're old friends and everything else, but he, uh. I don't know what it is, but they don't sound too friendly when they talk about each other. Nick Saban don't seem to have a problem with them, which, I mean, I guess when you kick his ass over and over again, you ain't going to have a problem with them. But
1: When you've got as many championships as what Nick Saban does, you ain't got a problem with nobody.
0: No, hell no. You live comfortable. But uh, Jimbo, boy, he seemed to be pretty chippy when he talked about old Mr. Nicholas, <laughs> as he called him. But uh, that team there, I believe he's going to have the Maggies fired up. They're going to be ready to play this year at Arkansas Razorbacks. They didn't win a whole lot of games last year, but you think about that Georgia game, man, they, that came down to the wire. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of games last year. That they could have slipped up one. They could have very easily been a seven-win
1: team last year. I tell you, the West is loaded this season, though. If you think about it, you've got A&M, Ole Miss. You've got, um, I mean, Alabama. You've got LSU, Arkansas. I mean, any Miss, team can don't come out of it. Don't
0: Mississippi that. State either.
1: Yeah. Mississippi State's out there I mean you just you don't know who's going to come out the West this season
0: no you really don't man I mean it's a really interesting division coming in this year in SEC Mm -hmm. it's going to be really interesting to see what happens I mean Arkansas as they programmed is without a doubt rebuilding them they can win big games it wasn't that long ago it seems like forever but you think about it think of the days of Darren McFadden when he was there them boys was cutting ass yeah they was bad to the bone
1: yeah, absolutely. It, I mean, it, it only takes a couple of players or even just a coaching change to to change the attitude of a team.
0: That's to, exactly right.
1: You know, to, to get just to turn it around, period.
0: That's right. And, I mean, one thing I didn't like so much is you got Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin. He sounds fired up, ready to go. But the problem with that team last year was their defense was horrendous. They had an offense that could hang up points like no other. They scared the hell out of Bama last year. Almost took one away from them. But that defense, man, they, boy, it was ugly last year. It cost them several games. And even in the SEC media days, they asked Lane Kiffin about it. And he said, well, hell, he said, I'll be honest with you. If, I, if my defense keeps a team under 40 points, I'm happy. That's not the best way to have an outlook on things. Not at all, not at
1: all. And I've never really been a fan of the Lane Train either.
0: No, I mean, I ain't got a real big problem with him, but for whatever reason, he ain't ever been able to settle down nowhere. He's always been kind of a rambling man, team to team to team. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if Ole Miss is not his last team. I mean, you never know when Nick Saban might retire, and he he's another one out of that coaching staff.
1: I don't know I don't know if Alabama would take Lane Kiffin or not though, to be honest with you. There's a man up there in Clemson that has Alabama ties.
0: You got that, but he has publicly said numerous times too that he is a Clemson Tiger and he's gonna stay a Clemson Tiger, so
1: Well I mean wouldn't you if you're making that kind of money until Alabama comes calling?
0: I would say that, but at the same time, I mean, hell you done you done beat up on Alabama twice <laughs> in the national championship. You got something there, and, hell, you play a lot easier schedule through here year than Alabama does. I mean, that Clemson's a pretty sweet gig.
1: And then don't forget about Jimbo down there at A&M.
0: No, but Jimbo, he's he's at where he is is where he's going to be. He's an older guy, kind of like Saban. Yeah. But um, I could see Kiffin going to Bama one day eventually, but Kiffin's got to get a defensive coordinator in the house. I mean, he's hellacious offensive mind. I'll give him that because, boy, Matt Corral and them boys, they have hung points on people last year. Even in the spring game, boat, I mean it. But in spring game, it looked just like it did last year. There was a lot of offense, but boy, that defense is getting lit the hell up. Oh yeah.
1: I don't know Lane Kiffin. Like you said, he's got a good offensive mind. He he's the one that got Muschamp fired. Let's just be honest with that right there. Mm. Well, he's the final straw that broke the camel's back. Let's just say that. I was about to
0: say. I mean. I hate to say it, but Mushchamp got Muschamp fired.
1: Muschamp's assistants got Muschamp fired.
0: Yeah, but he's the head man in charge. He didn't get rid of him, therefore, he put himself in that predicament. He got himself fired last year. But hell, that's that's old, neither here nor there. That's old news. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't gonna talk about Mushchamp and all that. Uh. But while we're talking about his old assistants, how about Auburn Tigers and? That new head coach they got, and they got old Mike Bobo, the offensive coordinator. You got a nickname you like to call him. What is it, Bobo the Clown?
1: Bobo the Clown. (laughs) I'll
0: tell you what, he runs old school offense, but uh, he does put together a pretty pretty good uh, offensive scheme there with Mike Bobo. Well,
1: Mike Bobo, to me, Mike Bobo was more of a running coordinator. He – Every team that he's been to, he's made big names out of his running backs. You've had a couple of quarterbacks here and there that have, you know, come up. But most of the time, it's the running backs that get the most popularity out of that scheme.
0: Well, I mean, when you mm-hmm. run under center like that in a lot of high formation, that's old school, man. That is a lot of running ball in between tackles, without a doubt. But, uh, I think Bobo's decent with quarterbacks. I mean, hell, he played quarterback himself back in the day. And, I mean, you think some of his former quarterbacks, you got Aaron Murray and Matthew Stafford. That's two right off the rip. Big-time names at Georgia back in the day.
1: Can you remember any more that made it big, though?
0: Uh, I'd have to sit down and look. Not off the top of my head. That's just two. Aaron Murray, he didn't even really make it big, but he was a hellish of a college quarterback, Matthew Stafford.
1: Matthew Stafford's still playing pro ball, I, and I, I I, can give him Matthew Stafford. But to me, that's really the only one that I can recall that that has made it to where they're at now.
0: I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But what was I going to say? Oh, anyways, um, <laughs> my bad, y'all. But, you gotta Take you me. another
1: drink. You'll be all right.
0: No, 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 no. <laughs> Maybe in a minute. But uh, bobo has got some pretty good offense schemes. I mean, hey, look, South Carolina last year, but they were 2-18. But they put up some yards. They didn't do bad. You know what I mean?
1: They put up some yards. They had a, a pretty decent receiver in Shia Smith. But really, you know, other than Nick Muse, those – and, and I don't know if you can really blame Bobo for that as much as the the wide receivers coach. But, you know, Colin Hill, he really couldn't get the ball down the field, field too well, in my personal opinion.
0: But I, I can't even agree a hundred percent with that. I mean, he wasn't my favorite quarterback of all time. But at the same time, man's coming off how many knee surgeries? Three, three. I mean. That's a lot to overcome. And hell, he got signed by an NFL team. He's up there in Cincinnati with the Bengals. So there's something there.
1: Yeah, but first cuts are coming soon. I
0: don't know. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll just see. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, hell, Colin Hill's playing quarterback. Tim Tebow's playing tight end. It's, it's a strange world these days. <laughs> you
1: ain't lying about that.
0: But, um,. Back to the college world. (laughs) What's some other things you got from SEC media days that you might have liked or disliked?
1: Just really the whole attitude going into it. It was the first, you know, the first SEC days in, what, two years?
0: Yeah, first first SEC media days in two
1: years. So, I mean, everybody was upbeat, high tempo. But the man that stole the show, like you said, off the top was – Shane Beamer.
0: Yeah, I have a hell of a
1: recruiting pitch. I'm telling you. And just his attitude in general, just the high pitch, happy to be there, happy this is his first time the first opportunity that he gets in the s c c
0: Also like that comment where he said, uh, I'm here for a reason. He said, and a lot of people think this team can't win. He said, But personally I really don't care what people think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's uh he's made it known that that he's here to win championships. He he's here to bring SCC, or SEC, South Carolina back up, you know, to the cream of the crop.
0: That's right. Bring them back to where they're actual contender in the SCC.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think they'll do it. But, um. damn, it's, just, it's exciting. Period. Just talking about media days, man. I mean, football's around the corner, man. Uh, yeah. This is exciting. We're at the end of July. Right here in a couple weeks, teams are going to be taking the field. Fall practice, getting padded yeah. up. Fall oh, contact.
1: Can't fall camp. We'll have more news coming out of fall camp. Probably going to be you know, I, I, I don't want to say it but it's inevitable there's going to be some injuries. It's going to put some kids out. I'm going to change the, the complexity of the team and the outlook on the team and you know, we just got to see where it goes from there.
0: That's right. I mean, you don't want to wish an injury on no player whatsoever. You would hope everybody gets through the year 100% healthy but simple truth is this is a contact game. It's a physical game and There's gonna be guys getting hurt. But on the positive side of that, even though you hate hearing about a player get hurt, when one man goes down, it creates opportunity for somebody else that you might have never even heard of. Yeah. And I mean, it's developed some big time players doing that over the years. Man down, man up. That's exactly right. But uh, that was a good beer. (laughs) But um yeah, any time you have a player go down, you hate to hear about but it does create some opportunities for good guys to come in and make names for themselves. And I mean, there's been a lot of players over the years that you've never heard of, and they came in off the bench and, hell, they stepped up and played good. I mean, South Carolina had a quarterback several years ago, Dylan Thompson. hmm The only time, reason he got playing time before his senior year is Connor Shaw got shook up a few times. He came in made plays. That Outback Bowl victory was the hit of Jadavion Clowney. A lot of people don't think about it the man that threw the game winning touchdown pass was not connor shaw mm-hmm. it was dylan thompson
1: mm-hmm. yeah dylan was he, dylan had an arm on him and he never would have seen the field if it wasn't for injuries and then it, it just once he did get that playing time and he was able to show spurrier what he could do then it, it kind of made a, a two-man quarterback competition throughout the season
0: yeah, that's right. Hell, he yeah. started a Clemson game
1: mm-hmm.
0: one year because Connor Shaw was hurting. Hell, he played damn good. They put a beating on Clemson. Oh, yeah. Missed those days. Same, same. <laughs> don't hate us, Clemson fans. We can't <laughs> help it, man. We know you don't like us. I'm not going to say we don't like y'all, but it's friendly rivalry. <laughs> we love y'all because y'all are our rival, but at the same time, when we play you, hey, somebody's got to lose.
1: <laughs> Might as well be y'all.
0: Even if it is us most of the time. <laughs> Damn it. But um, i tell you something else, though. How about on the second day of media days, how about that breaking news they had? Ooh. Texas Longhorns and Oklahoma Sooners, they are beating on the door saying, hey, let us in, to SEC let us in. They done looked at the girlfriend, the Big 12, and said, you know what? We're tired of your ass Hit the road.
1: Yeah. I mean, they ain't knocking on the door no no more. I, from what I understand, from everything that I've read, they pretty much kicked that door open and got one foot in.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it, man. I don't know if I'm a fan of it or not, honestly. I mean, you got it's called the SEC, the Southeastern Conference. I'm not – I was not a straight-A student in school by no means. But Oklahoma ain't no damn where in the southeast. No. That's in the Midwest. Midwest, big 12 country. That's exactly right, and Texas Longhorns. I mean, it's hard to make the argument though, because you got Texas A and M and the SEC, so that really, that really does kill the argument a little bit. Helps them out. What the hell are you doing over there?
1: Getting ready to go get another beer. What What do you think?
0: to say. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about this. It doesn't matter how I feel. I think the SEC is looking at it more as a marketing opportunity. I mean. They already got more damn money than any other conference in the nation. But then you get – you bring in two huge fan bases like the Texas Longhorns and Oklahoma Sooners. I mean, both those schools sell out constantly. Home games. Hell, Texas, they hadn't been relevant in years. And they still sell out every damn home game. So.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, no matter where you go, it could be in the southeast. It could be in the northeast. It could be in the northwest but you always running into a Texas Longhorn fan. It, it don't matter where you're at in the world.
0: That's exactly right, man, I mean.
1: And not to mention the Sooners. And I wonder how much of a role Shane Beamer had in uh, getting them in.
0: That's exactly right. But I mean, it would be interesting to see, but, uh, I know one thing for sure, all these years that you had Missouri, all these years that you had Missouri and Texas A&M in the Big 12, and they got pushed around by the Oklahoma Sooners, That's and you wonderful. finally get away from them. you ain't got to play them no more, and now they're coming out, I mean, you know them guys, they're sitting up the road right now, and this, this is all they're thinking is, no, God, <laughs> no, God, please, no, no, <laughs> i couldn't help myself man i couldn't (laughs) help my damn well especially a
1: and M. I i mean you heard uh you know what their president actually had to say whenever the news broke and you know they were like you know that's we got out of the big 12 to get away from texas and we don't want them in this conference
0: that's right that's right and i mean jimbo fisher when they made the announcement to him it caught him off guard because he's sitting at the podium when the news broke and it's a What do you think about Texas and Oklahoma trying to get into the SEC? First thing he says, I bet they would. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, one thing he did say that I really enjoyed was a comment. He said, said, one thing they need to do is they need to be very careful what they wish for. And, Mm -hmm. man, is he right about that. You ain't lying. Oklahoma, you can go from being a playoff contender every single year to being a middle-of-the-road team very quickly if you ain't careful because when you come into the SEC – there's monsters down there.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, and, and the thing about it is the Big 12 is different from the SEC. The SEC is different from the Big 10. The Big Ten's different from the Pac-12. It, you know, it's just all different. I mean, they recruit different. They have different styles of play. And it's hard to go and be an immediate contender from one conference to another.
0: That's exactly right. I mean, look at Texas a They're They're getting there, but. The first couple of years, man, they they struggled a little bit. But um, I think that's part of the reason they're wanting to join is both of these schools, they get in this conference, they're going to get a lot of money from the SEC. That opens up doors to build new facilities. Opening up doors to new facilities, that opens up doors to more recruiting. And, I mean, mm-hmm. who would not love an opportunity to play in the SEC? That's why they get the best recruits of the nation because these kids know I mean, how many kids every year come out to SEC into the NFL draft?
1: Tons of them. Tons. I mean, that's – you get a few from the Big 12. You get, you know, quite a few from the Big 10, specifically Ohio State. Nebraska some, but, I mean, you know, it's – SEC football is pretty much getting you ready to start day one. NFL most of the time
0: I mean if you think about it really it realistically is like a division two for the NFL more than anything it's like it's almost like minor league football it really is and I mean you bringing in this N this NIL thing it might as well be minor leagues I mean these guys are getting paid to play and I wouldn't even call it minors I mean hell the Alabama quarterback (laughs) I just seen the other day he has not even taken a snap yet hasn't even taken a snap yet in regular season this young man's already knocking on the door of a million dollars.
1: One million dollars. I mean, just think. You're 17, 18 years old. Not even taking a snap of football yet. Already making that kind of money. Where's your head going to be?
0: It ain't going to be on football. I know mine wouldn't be on football. No. no. I H- mean,
1: don't. hormones raging. Your first taste of freedom. Where's that money going to go?
0: Exactly. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying these kids don't deserve to get paid. They 100% do. They're out there risking their bodies, risking their health, risking their future. But at the same time, the whole reason you're in college is to get that education so when you get out of college, you can get a good paying job. Yeah. You can make something of yourself.
1: Yeah, not everybody's going to go to the
0: NFL. If you're a freshman in college – And you got a million bucks. Hell, by the time you're a damn sophomore, junior, you might have, you could have four or five million dollars sitting in the damn bank. Mm -hmm. At that point, what do you care about a degree? It takes a lot away from the college on an educational standpoint, and that really concerns me. But also, I mean, before these kids are playing their hearts out because they want to get to the NFL because they want that money. You get six, seven million dollars in your pocket, hell. Three or four million dollars in your pocket and you ain't 22 years old, 21 years old. Hell, you ain't thinking about money. No. you thinking you're rich as hell.
1: You loaded. I mean, don't get me wrong, you are. Yeah, you are. Think about all the vehicles that are going to be sold. Think about all the visits to the strip clubs that are going to happen. These single moms are going to become rich off of these kids. <laughs>
0: I'll tell you what. family court lawyers they about to make a killing
1: yes sir i mean it's just don't get me wrong and and like ben said i'm not against these kids getting paid but i don't think they need to be getting paid that much without even being proven
0: no no i would not say so i feel like if you're gonna get paid for this Make it to where it almost goes into like a savings account or a trust yeah, fund. trust you? fund. And say you don't have access to this money, or you'll get, hell, I don't know, $1,000 a week during football season. Mm-hmm. you get a grand a week. That's plenty to live off of in college. I mean, you're playing on a full scholarship, full ride. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, hell, give them a grand a week or even $1,400, $1,500 a week, something like that
1: or do like North Carolina's trying to do like we discussed in the last podcast where they're trying to to make it to where it's broken down between everybody and not just one star player. That's
0: that's exactly right. I mean you just you give a kid that much money that early it's really going to hurt the graduation rate in my opinion.
1: It's going to hurt the graduation rate. It's going to hurt it's
0: going to hurt the football team.
1: Going to hurt the football team and it's going to hurt the kid in general because you know, a kid that would be on the right track, focused on getting that money, now gets that money early, and he's ruined.
0: That's exactly right. I feel like there ought to be a contract or something signed where when you do this, okay, you'll get a certain amount every week. Like I talked about, thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars $1,400 a week. That would not be bad. Mm-hmm. Give the kid plenty of money, do whatever he wants to do. But then have it to where it says, You don't get the whole sum of money until you graduate. Or you're drafted. Yeah, until you're drafted in the NFL or you got that college degree.
1: I agree 110%. -hmm.
0: Then it'll give these kids a little bit more initiative to make sure they keep the grades up, make sure they get that degree, and then if they have an issue, they blow their money or something like that, they still got a college degree to fall back on. They still are more set for life. Exactly. I just... I don't know, man it's got us its, it's got us pluses for sure, but it's got a lot of negatives too.
1: yeah, yeah, I mean, just like anything else it's this whole this whole system's unproven. We don't know what's going to happen, but I can tell you one thing: me as a teenager with a million dollars, that's a very bad thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to agree, man. I mean, hell. I'm in my late twenties. You give me a couple million bucks, man, I s that's a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Set for life.
0: You could be set for life or you could bankrupt your whole damn self and put yourself in a bad hole within a damn year.
1: Yeah. I mean, just think about all the houses that you buy, the cars that you buy. Yeah, you could pay you could pay cash, but you still got income tax to pay.
0: I was about to say you got that IRS, man. Yeah. You got Uncle Sam, and Uncle Sam. Let me tell you, he's worse than any loan shark you ever seen. He's gonna want his cut.
1: Yeah, Uncle Sam can be a bastard when he wants to be.
0: Yes, sir. I love the USA, but <laughs> Uncle Sam. That if you ever seen the movie Friday with Devo, Debo ain't got nothing on Uncle Sam. He's gonna want his <laughs> money. What money? <laughs> yeah, don't tell don't tell Uncle Sam what money. He be saying what house you gonna live in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, uh, you could live in my house.
0: That's right. And, I mean, one thing, it just it takes the focus off a lot of kids. One thing I did enjoy is, I mean, you got some schools, North Carolina, Sam Howell's got endorsements, people beating his door down, trying to get him to sign contracts, get him money. And one of the first things he said was, I don't want this to be about me. I don't want it. I want to help my teammates. I want to help this football team win. I don't want that. Kingsley Ingabari, with South Carolina Gamecocks, they asked him, he said, yeah, I've got several deals on the table, he said, but uh, he said, I'm not pressed for any of that right now. He said, my main concern right now is winning football games with my teammates, doing what I can to help the team. That's what you want to hear. Yeah. You get a young man with a million dollars in his pocket and he ain't even 19 years old yet.
1: Mm-hmm. Reci- you, you ain't thinking about football. That's a recipe for disaster and that's – part of the reason I ain't sold in Alabama this year me either because I
0: mean there's a lot of big name players in there's gonna be a lot of contracts signed, and I hate to say it but look at Nick Saban when he was coaching the Miami Dolphins when he was coaching a bunch of big money guys Mm -hmm. they wasn't winning football games Mm -hmm. there's a big difference when you got a bunch of college kids who are focused they got something to prove and they're hungry You give somebody very hungry a pile of money, they ain't hungry no more.
1: They ain't hungry no more.
0: I mean, hell, look, Conor McGregor. (laughs) That was one of the best, most dominant figures in the fighting world I've ever seen. He got a pile of money. He wasn't hungry no more. What motivation you got, man? What What you got to prove?
1: He wasn't hungry no more. Came into a fight, got his ass whooped, got hungry, came back into a fight, and then got his leg broke. Yeah, that was pretty gross.
0: <laughs> Best wishes to you, Mr. McGregor. We uh, hope, nothing, you, hope you heal fast. Nothing n- but love.
1: Nothing but <laughs> respect for you. Don't, don't come after me now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But, um, yeah, that was just my whole point take on the NILL subject. It ain't something I really – I don't
1: know. It's got us ups and it's
0: got us downs.
1: I mean, you can, you can argue it either way. These kids – With as much money as the schools make going to a bowl game, they deserve some sort of pay. But at the same time, to be a freshman in college and be a millionaire, that don't sit right with me.
0: That's right. You don't deserve to be on TV, be in video games. Please let the video game come back. Please let it come Come back.
1: Come on, EA Sports. If you're listening, we love you. Come on.
0: Make it happen.
1: Make it happen, Captain.
0: (laughs) But... um. Like I said, man, I mean, you deserve to get paid. You deserve your fair share by all means. You don't deserve to be a college athlete and be struggling, hoping, wondering where your next meal is going to come from, which I ain't going to say they are, but I'm sure there are some fellows out there that really do struggle. There's a lot of families that college is expensive. Life's it, expensive in general.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're getting a full ride
0: if you're good enough.
1: But what about those everyday bills, the – the light bill. Gas. Electric. Well, I already said electric. Um, yeah, I mean, food.
0: That's exactly right, man. I mean, then, but then you give these kids a pile of money, boy, you can get yourself in a lot of trouble really fast. I mean, a lot of trouble.
1: Money makes life easier, but it can also make life a hell of a whole lot harder.
0: That's exactly right. Makes a makes a lot of things available that maybe you couldn't afford before.
1: A lot of bad things available that you couldn't afford before.
0: That's exactly right, man. You start spending a lot of time in the clubs. Bad things happen. Nothing good happens after midnight.
1: That's a hundred percent correct. Nothing.
0: But, anyways, now we're done with the whole NIA thing. I'm just gonna leave it at that. I really want to talk about this uh, 2021 South Carolina Gamecock team a little Gamecocks. bit. Let's talk Gamecocks. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I am excited. I'm even more excited than I was before. Um, something I love to hear, and I think everybody is not thinking about, South Carolina, yes, they had the best rushing attack in the SEC last year. Number one running back. Coming in this year, and everybody's saying, oh, that's right. We're going to run the ball. It's going to be Kevin Harris's year. He's going to do his thing. Him and Marshawn Lloyd, they're going to run the football, and this is going to be a Russian team. hmm Wrong.
1: Eh, try again.
0: What is something Shane Beamer is reiterating over and over and over again. And, I mean, I guess we've just been in the Muschamp era so damn long that we've almost got hung up on it, like we can't get out the fog. What is, what, what's what? Shane Beamer keep reiterating over and over again? What's the words he's using?
1: We're going to throw to the tight ends. We're
0: going to throw to the tight end. Explosive 2019 LSU offense. We're going to resemble that offense. Mm-hmm. We're going to be making big plays down the field.
1: We can only hope.
0: Exactly. But, I mean, he brought in one of the biggest big-name wide receiver coaches in the SEC. Yes, sir. Mr. Justin Stepp. Justin mistake, Stepp, right?
1: yep, Arkansas.
0: Yeah, I mean, you seen the difference he made in Arkansas last year. Mm-hmm. That was a hell of a team. He brought in this man. You don't bring in big-name wide receiver coaches to help your rushing attack. No, not at all. And, I mean, everybody's sitting there saying, well, they didn't have proven receivers last year. What do they have coming back. You got a new coach. You got a new coaching staff. You don't have the same team. Everybody needs to remember, this is what South Carolina fans need to remember. This is what Tennessee fans need to remember. This is what Vanderbilt fans need to remember. You're 0-0 o o with your new coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Right now you're undefeated. You haven't won a game, but you have not lost a game with this coaching staff. This is not what you had before, period. You don't know what the hell this team's going to do. But you got to quit being negative on your schools, thinking you're going to lose when you got a new
1: coaching staff. It's almost disrespectful to that coaching staff. You don't know what Justin Stepp's going to do with those receivers. You're almost showing disrespect to Shane Beamer because he brought Justin Stepp in. I mean, it's... You've got to give the man a chance to do his job.
0: That's exactly right. I mean, I'm telling you right now, you look at the damn spring game, South Carolina, you look at the way they've lined up. They ran a lot of read option running the ball. I get that. But the whole reason they ran a read option is they have a mobile quarterback. Mm -hmm. You set it up. But when you run a read option type offense like that, okay, an RPO offense, you're setting up the pass through the run. Mm Mm-hmm. You're opening up. You're making them stack the box. They're going to bring those defensive backs up. Mm-hmm. They're going to bring them linebackers up. Everybody's going to come up trying to stop the run, and you're going to start throwing over the top.
1: And what's that open up, though? That opens up the run pass option.
0: That's exactly right, man. That's what I'm saying. You got the on Joyner coming back. He looked like a whole different receiver, he looked like a different player. He, he look like, like Shia
1: Smith out there.
0: That's right. He looked like Ace Shaz- like Sanders to me. I mean, he looked phenomenal out there in the spring game. Mm-hmm. He didn't drop a single passes, i seen.
1: No, not that I saw at all.
0: I mean, he looked great out there.
1: Josh Van looked good.
0: That's exactly right. I mean, he looked great out there. E.J. Jenkins, oh. you got Jalen Brooks coming back from South Carolina. Um, what the hell's boy's name from Georgia
1: Tech? Oh, uh, uh Marion Brown.
0: That's right. You got him coming back. That's gonna be a speed demon on the outside, over the top threat. Not you to got, mention,
1: not to mention, Ortray Smith coming that, back from injury. That's right. Ortray Smith coming back. Well, he opted out last year, didn't he? He opted out because of injuries. He he wanted to try to recoup for the year. Hopefully he did it.
0: Damn, it seems like it's been forever since he played. But Yeah. I mean, you got him coming back. You got Nick Muse at tight end. You got EJ Jenkins going to be doing a little bit of hybrid at tight end. You got Jaheen Bell. I'm excited about Jaheen Bell. Yeah, I mean, but you got a lot of athletes. You got a lot to be excited about on this offense. They're going to run the ball. Kevin Harris is going to do his thing, yeah, for sure. Marshawn Lloyd, he's going to do his thing. But I think you're going to see a lot more passes out the backfield than you really see runs this year. This is going to be an explosive-type offense.
1: Sorry about that. Uh, We're actually on vacation in a hotel room, and somebody's walking by the door that was yelling and screaming. But, uh, yeah, just going off of what we were talking about with South carolina there's there's reason for excitement. I mean, hell, look at the recruiting class that we've got so far for next year. I mean, you've got four stars, you've got you know big kids coming in at defensive back, you've got wide receivers that you know that we're going for, and you know the the recruiting pitch to dole Oscar.
0: Oh yeah. We want Delp. I see that every damn day on Twitter all day long.
1: Hell out there in Charleston. There's a plane flying that had We Want Delp behind it.
0: Exactly, man. I mean, Bo. Beamer Shane Beamer, I give him credit, that is a recruiting genius, it seems like. I mean, damn, he's relentless. He's got a work ethic like none other I've seen on a recruiting trail. It really blows my mind. But look at the way they have reloaded the defensive back position. They literally have flipped it from a weakness of the team To a strength. To a strength.
1: Mm
0: hmm. I mean it looks solid. Look you at that kid that we
1: uh, that they brought in from Kansas.
0: That's exactly right.
1: All American freshman. Exactly. Last season, so it's COVID year, so he's still got four years to go. That's exactly right, man. I mean shit. Excuse my language, but damn,
0: <laughs> they, <laughs> this team here, you gotta give them credit. It's, there's a lot of things you gotta look at here. But um, I just want to touch on that for a minute with South Carolina let these fans know, quit thinking too much about this and quit living in the past. You're not under the Muschamp era no more. You're not under Spurry Spurrier era no more. You're not in the Holtz era no more. You are in the Shane Beamer era. And right now, you're undefeated. You ain't got a single loss to this record, so you don't have no reason to be doubting this coaching staff.
1: Enjoy the ride on the Shane train until he gives you a reason not to join not to enjoy the ride on the Shane train. That's exactly right.
0: And, I mean, that's going to bring my next subject I want to talk about here while we're sitting here. You got a lot of teams out there in the SEC this year. There's going to be some up-and-coming teams. I mean, who do you think this year in SEC is going to be some teams that could be some dark horses, some surprises, some teams to watch out for?
1: South Carolina's definitely going to be on top of that list. But I also think that you need to watch out – For Arkansas and Ole Miss.
0: I think absolutely Arkansas. You're going to have to watch out for them. They'd have to be my number one on my list. But Kentucky, man, Kentucky is no joke. You got Mark Stoops, head coach. Isn't that his name, Mark Stoops? Mark Stoops. He's changed that whole program up. And, I mean, that defense is a juggernaut. I'm not going to put them at number one as a dark horse until I know exactly what they got at quarterback position. But that was their biggest weakness last year. Defense was rock solid. It looks like it's going to be rock solid again this year. You know they're going to have a rushing attack. I mean, mm-hmm. they do every single year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's going to be a tough team. Tennessee, I mean, yeah, they was awful last year. The damn happy meal fiasco happened, so that hurt them in all the season. Took a lot of steam away. But
1: and because those kids aren't getting their happy meals anymore, they, they took the ball and went to a different school.
0: That's got to suck. You get penalized with all that. Paying players and all that stuff, and the NIL comes out. Yeah, hey, that's some shit. I'm telling you. I mean, Tennessee. You're not a bad team either. I don't know how this coach is going to adjust to being in the SEC, but Tennessee's not a team that's lacking talent. I can tell you that much. I mean, hell, they 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 look very explosive. They really do. They look like they're going to be very much of a Lane Kiffin type team. They're going to be putting up points and they're going to be running up scores, people. But
1: Man, I, don't, I don't think Tennessee wants to hear how they look like a former ex-coach.
0: <laughs> I mean, hell, they're going to have to get over If they kept them, they probably wouldn't be in the situation they're in right now. But <coughs> anyways, Tennessee could be a dark horse. I mean, in that west, I mean, Arkansas, that's, that's going to be a tough pill to swallow for some teams this year. I, I believe they're going to surprise some folks.
1: Now, they're not a dark horse, but I think they're the team that may – take the west this season a lot of people are still thinking alabama because that's what they're programmed to think but a&m i think it's going to take the west this season
0: i think it's going to be lsu
1: that's going to be the game to watch for me this season is a&m and lsu
0: i penciled that one in i think they're getting rode off and i mean it's a very similar vibe to what ed or had coming into the 2019 season <laughs> Everybody was talking about it, it Orgeron this offseason saying, oh, he's on the hot seat. Let me ask you something. How the hell are you on the hot seat when you got a win-loss record of, I think it's 42 or 45 games and 14 losses?
1: Yeah. Not to mention winning a championship the season before COVID. Undefeated. Undefeated. I'll take it. All day. Come on to South Carolina. You, you don't want to no more? Well, we're gonna give Beamer a chance first. I'll
0: say, I mean, I'm not gonna trade him up now. We we gonna give <laughs> we gonna give Shane Beamer a chance here. We ain't gonna call for no coaches or nothing else. But I guarantee you, Tennessee Volunteers. they'll say, hey, we'll take some of that. Yeah. Vanderbilt. Good God, I, I don't even wanna know what Vanderbilt would do to get him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh,
1: one of those what would you do for a Klondike Bar sort of deals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um, while we're talking about that, we talk about teams that to watch out for in SEC. For a team to rise, that means there's going to have to be some guys to fall off. Who do you think is going to be our guys to look for to fall off this
1: year? First and foremost, Florida. Absolutely. I think Florida, especially with their head coach in the off season, stating, stating that he was very open to an NFL contract, go to an NFL, NFL team to coach, after telling these players that they're going to be there that he's going to be there for him through the end, but looking for the first way out he could.
0: That's exactly right. And then you can't come to a national press conference after that saying, I am here in Florida to stay. I am here. I love this program. And I wouldn't trade this program for anything. Look here, Dan. <laughs> Let's face facts, dude. You wanted out. You were wanting to get an NFL job. I'm not going to say you don't like Florida, but your loyalty's is a question, buddy, bro. Yep. Old unfaithful Dan. I think that's what I'm gonna call him. Mr. Unfaithful Dan. Yep.
1: And <clears throat> you know, another reason why is because South Carolina took their defensive back coach.
0: Yes, sir. Historian, great. That was a huge loss for Florida. Yes, sir. And I mean, those kids, they just—they don't sound hungry. they sitting there talking about, well, we got a chip on our shoulder. When they're sitting there laughing and smiling and. Oh, if you in our way, you gonna pay. We are the SEC champs. We're the real SEC Maybe champs. Maybe a
1: Dorito on the shoulder, but not a real chip.
0: We're the best team in the SEC East. Okay, you won that title last year. Now it's 2020. It's 2021 now, cuz these other schools they've had a full off season. These other teams they ain't coming to play around. Hell, Georgia, you you think Georgia gives a damn about Florida right now? Hell no, no. I Actually
1: actually I think they probably do. I think they want to want to, you know, kind of redeem themselves for that loss because that's a game they probably shouldn't have lost. So they probably give a damn in that aspect, but
0: I think they're going to beat Florida out of the damn water.
1: I I think they're going to beat that ass.
0: I think it's going to be like an episode of that show with Swamp
1: People. I I I think they're going to beat uh beat the Florida Gators like a red-headed stepchild.
0: Yes sir. I mean, uh, you can't you can't sit here and take for granted in this league and say, oh, we're the champs. We're the best. We're the best. we coming back. we the best.
1: Yeah, you were the best in 2020.
0: In a COVID year with no off seasons. Georgia didn't have a quarterback to the end of the season. Had a whole fiasco. South Carolina was a damn Trading disaster. Wreck. Kentucky, I mean, they didn't have a quarterback.
1: Not worth a damn, anyway.
0: No, Vanderbilt was vanderbilt obviously tennessee was giving out happy meals and losing games and all kinds of craziness. i mean but a lot of teams are way better shape right now than they were last year and you sitting here saying we the best team in the league we come and we anybody in our way is gonna pay
1: mm-hmm.
0: you go right ahead that's, you go right ahead florida gators so you hmm.
1: yeah that, that's like seeing mm-hmm. that's like saying you've got the best mobile home in a trailer park yeah pretty much I mean, it doesn't matter. 2020 is over. It's 2021, Bo. It's time to play the game. Don't think that just because you won last year, you're going to win again. Teams have improved. Teams have got new coaches. Put up or shut up. It's
0: 2021. Right now, every single team in this division is undefeated at this very moment. Zero zero. It's zero, zero. It's a clean slate for everybody. Last year don't matter. You can't take last year's trophy and bring it this year. They don't give a damn about that. Nope. Ask Ed Orgeron.
1: There's a plaque on it. This is 2020 for a reason.
0: Ask Ed Orgeron how 2020 worked out for him. They Mm -hmm. were national champs. Not 2019. In January of 2020, Mm -hmm. they won national championship. Ask him how he felt in December of 2020. Yeah. I mean, hell, that wasn't even a year apart. No. <laughs> yeah. Didn't nobody give a damn about that national championship record.
1: Nope. <laughs> Nick Saban got hungry again. City's going to come get it for itself.
0: That's exactly right, man. That's exactly right. But, uh, yeah, I think Florida's going to be a team that's going to fall off. I think Alabama's going to fall off this year. I do, too. I don't think they're going to be no seven-win team or eight-win team, but I think they're going to lose at least one, maybe two games in the regular season.
1: I'm going to say at least one. Absolutely. They've got to play both A&M and LSU. They're going to lose one of those games.
0: Without a doubt. I mean, I don't, I just, I don't trust Alabama football team.
1: No. They're I, just not hungry enough now.
0: They got a national championship last year and are not hungry from that, and mm-hmm. I don't trust.
1: Well, look at what's happened in the past.
0: I don't trust an 18-year-old millionaire No, taking my snaps every play. No.
1: But look at what happened in the past regardless of NIL money. It seems like just whenever Alabama wins a national championship, they either get close or they make it to the national champion and lay an egg in the, in the main game because they're just not hungry anymore.
0: That's exactly right, man. That's exactly right. But um, I think that's definitely going to be the big fall-off in the SEC this year, without a doubt to me. Absolutely. But – um. That's enough about the SEC. Let's change gears a little bit. Let's jump on over into the ACC.
1: Let's talk a little bit of ACC football.
0: Who do you think is going to be some teams to watch this year in the ACC?
1: As always, Clemson, unfortunately. Clemson has a defense that is the monster under the bed.
0: Yeah, I mean... They're gonna have a team that's gonna blitz like no other. They got that crazy pass rush coming back. The offense ain't bad. It ain't gonna be elite like it has been in the past, but it's still gonna be able to put up points and win games. You got North Carolina, but uh, the North Carolina means just an at-large team. But I think for the teams that you really gotta watch, that's gonna be sneaky. That you really gotta pay attention this year. They can really surprise you if you ain't paying, if you overlook them. I think first on that list, Ralph Rip, for me. I gotta go Wake Forest.
1: I would go Wake Forest, probably number three. I think Boston College would be number two.
0: For teams to watch, well, I mean, realistically, I can't say Clemson would be your team to watch because they've been there. Yeah. Now that you mentioned, I think I'd have to have Boston College top of the list. I mean, hell, last year they they gave North Carolina all they wanted and then some. Yeah. They did the same damn thing to Clemson. They sure did. Boston College ain't no joke, man. They could have been, I think they won eight games last year. Mm-hmm. Hell, they very easily could have won 10.
1: They really could have. Another team to watch out for, I think, in my personal opinion. Done a little bit of research on them, just really not dug into depth yet, but I think Louisville's going to be a team to watch.
0: I am not sold on Louisville. If they can get their quarterback to take better care of the football, I might well trust them a little more, but. Gracious state that was a fumble machine last year.
1: Yeah, I mean.
0: And interceptions.
1: You you make a pretty good point, but I still I still think they're going to do better than what they did last year. They're bringing a lot of talent back in, uh, and they actually picked up a lot of people, you know, a lot of freshmen that, uh, you know, should be able to take over and, you know, at least make them a contender.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can say that, but at the same time, they also lost one of the best running backs in the ACC.
1: Mm.
0: That's going to be a big piece of the puzzle missing.
1: You make a good point.
0: Wake Forest, though, man, I mean, held their quarterback last year. Look at Wake Forest last year, bro. Mm. Hell, they put up over 600 yards. Over 600 yards against North Carolina, which, I mean, we talked about it last night. That defense is not a pretty defense whatsoever. (laughs) But Wake
1: Forest, they started the year off kind of rough. But,
0: man, they gathered up and –
1: didn't you say last night it was five hundred and six yards they put up on North Carolina?
0: Mm-mm. I believe weight force. Let's see right here. I can tell you right here, right now. Well shit, where the hell's my damn paper from last month?
1: <laughs> very good question.
0: He done lost it. <laughs> Give me one second, y'all. I'll pull up this damn stat right now. I got it on my phone. Joke's on you, Rob. Don't <laughs> oh. sabotage me. <laughs> Where the hell is that? 606 yards.
1: 606. I was 101 yards off.
0: What Now, what did I say? Over 600 yards? That's yep. exactly right. Don't correct me. You said over there, <laughs> sir. Slow your roll. <laughs> but, I mean, Wake Forest held their quarterback last year. He went through six games, six or seven games, before he ever threw an interception. That's impressive. He's coming back this year. He's got his, one of his number one targets from last year, return this year. Got a tight end coming back this year that was a big piece of that offense. Got some running backs coming back that were a big piece of that offense. Wake Forest, if they could get, if they could get a little bit more consistent, by, I mean, that team,
1: they could be something special. I'm telling you. You know, Wake Forest has always been almost the laughingstock of the ACC.
0: They was right there with Duke for a long time. Who? Duke. You know. Duke Nukem? No, no, no. The Blue I mean, <laughs> the Duke Blue Devils. You know that basketball team.
1: Oh, the basketball team. Okay. They got a football team? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They got one. They got one. They, uh, I got to quit picking on them. I mean, They <laughs> I'll give them some credit now. I mean, they they turn players out to the NFL every year, surprisingly.
1: They really do. I hate to pick on them, but, but I got to. Yeah, because they can't get it together. It's my Kentucky roots. I have to.
0: A state where the teams you cheer for are Louisville and the Kentucky Wildcats. And yeah. you're picking on people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What can you do? <coughs> but, I mean, at one point, Louisville was fairly decent with football at one point.
0: You know, I mean, if you had Lamar Jackson, who the hell wouldn't be? True. True. <laughs> True. But, uh, I mean – yeah, without a doubt. I think Boston College is going to be a big-time team to watch this year. they got quarterback coming back. I think his name's Jerkovec. I think it's Jerkovek. Something. That's a weird-ass last name. But
1: Who are you calling a jerk?
0: You. You the one picking on <laughs> poor Duke. Picking on the little man. <laughs> All those kids graduate from that school. I guarantee they make more money than you do.
1: Uh, probably.
0: Probably make more than me, to be honest with you. But, hey, oh, well. But um,
1: wouldn't be the first time I picked on somebody today. Man. <laughs> we'll not get into that, though.
0: Shame on you. <laughs> Shame on you. But, uh, yeah, I think Boston College is going to be a big team to watch in the ACC this year. That's an explosive offense. They have really changed the whole identity of that offense. Uh, Wake Forest is definitely going to be a team you want to watch. Virginia Tech, man, I mean, they showed some moments last year where they really – look like they could play with anybody but they had a lot of inconsistency at the quarterback position but that man's not in town anymore mr hooker he transferred to tennessee i do believe with the volunteers he was a day late in a happy meal short moving (laughs) over there but uh
1: i mean with nil you never know what could happen there
0: that's right but they had a little inconsistency at um quarterback position but virginia tech i mean they could very well turn around. They had the pieces last year. They showed several times they had the pieces to put it together and be a great team.
1: Yeah, Virginia Tech, um, Virginia Cavaliers, they, they kind of impressed me as well from what I've watched of them so far.
0: They look pretty good. <clears throat> They're inconsistent. I mean, NC State, they still got some work to do. I'm not going to throw them out there yet because I believe they have a lot of work they still got to do there to get corrected and fixed up. But
1: Pittsburgh. Good old Pitt.
0: Yes, sir. They got a quarterback coming back. It's going to be a fifth-year senior. He could have left last year, been a first-round pick, and said he wanted to come back because he said he felt like him and his team had a chance at the ACC championship. He wanted to come back and get
1: there. I haven't had a chance to really look at Pitt too much to gonna kind of go over their game film, but I, I would I would love to see Pitt step up.
0: Yeah, I definitely want to see some guys step up in this conference. I mean
1: – I'm tired of hearing about Clemson every single –
0: year yeah but i mean until you get beat they're gonna hold it down mm-hmm. but i would not be surprised they got beat this year and i mean i would not be surprised at all if it was one of the three teams i just mentioned i wouldn't be surprised if virginia tech did it i'd, I'd be fairly surprised if wake four slipped up and beat them i would not be surprised at all
1: wouldn't be surprised with boston college no
0: with n- not at all I mean, Miami Hurricanes, I would love to tell y'all to pay attention to them and hype them up, but.
1: Let me ask you something or another. Shoot. How is it you're the Miami Hurricanes, you have the lineage of greatness past, but now you can't hardly win a game? They win games. I mean, hell, last year they looked good.
0: They was number 10 in the country when they played North Carolina. And they got smoked out the
1: damn water. But why is it they can't be the Miami of past? You've got South Beach. Hell of a recruiting tool. Well,
0: I'm telling you right now, when you have giving up over 100 yards damn near every game of penalties, that's a big piece of the puzzle right there. Yeah. That, that'll help you a bit.
1: And, and maybe one of y'all can tell me. We've both been asking each other this question and can't figure it out. Why in the hell is the Miami Hurricanes You know where I'm about to go with this. Go. Where? Why in the hell is their mascot a damn pelican?
0: Oh, it ain't a pelican. It's on, a I duck. I, it's a bird. that's similar to a duck. But, uh, the reason that mascot, I actually got bored the other day and looked it up because it was driving me <laughs> insane also. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> but the bird is known for being a bird that's brave, and it doesn't leave for storms. Where a lot of your birds will fly away, animals will leave, and when a hurricane's coming to town, mm-hmm. that bird stays. They call it a bird that's brave. Okay. Known for bravery. But, I mean, I'll tell you another reason Miami struggled last year. Look at that defense. Hell, I mean, Miami's been known for defenses and – if you watch a lot of their games, you say, damn, they're impressive. I mean, they hit hard. They fly to the ball. They look like everything a defense should be. Look at that North Carolina game last year. Gave up 780 yards, North Carolina. How much is that with rushing? Do you have that stat? 555. 225 through the air. North Carolina averaged 10 yards play against them. They averaged first down every time they touched the ball. 62-26. to 26. God dang. That was the final score of that North Carolina game. I mean.
1: Just can't stop the run.
0: They're just inconsistent. hmm One week, they were like a national contender. They played North Carolina, they got spanked. They played Clemson, they got spanked. I mean, what good team did they really beat up on last year? I don't know. I mean, you think about it, I mean. I I really I don't know what I'm not going to hype up Miami because in all reality I just until they prove me wrong and they beat a notable team a real contender I can't support them. Mm-hmm. I can't. I hope they do good. I hope they turn around. I mean, I loved some of the stuff I saw in spring. Some I really enjoyed it. I know this year Manny Diaz is your head coach and he is your defensive coordinator. Okay. So maybe he can improve the defense, but at the same time, I mean, hell, he got fired as a defensive coordinator. When he was coaching for head coach Mac Brown in Texas days.
1: And that's why they hate each other.
0: Yeah, there's there's no love lost there between them two. Got fired the day after the BYU game when um Taysom Hill was quarterback. Mm hmm. Got smoked and old Mac Brown kicked him to the curb. Yeah. But,
1: but do you think that uh, he would be on the hot seat this season? Down there in Miami?
0: I mean, part of me, you want to say no, because he has turned that program around and made them somewhat relevant until they played good teams. But at the same time, I mean, you know what this reminds me a lot of, honestly? What's that? Will Muschamp, of South Carolina. <laughs> Yeah. The first year, they're not great, but they're not bad. Mm -hmm. The second year, oh, they looking good. Looking like a good team, getting ranked, got some big wins. But the defense, they were inconsistent. They got smoked. When you're a defensive-minded head coach that's supposed to be known for defenses at a school that's been known for years for defense, Mm -hmm. and you letting a damn team – put up that many yards on you in a game 780 yards that's almost 800 yards in a game in a
1: game people are gonna start wondering about you it's lucky it's lucky the school didn't fire him after that game letting that many yards go yeah i mean clemson
0: game they got
1: smoked mm-hmm.
0: that was supposed to be one of the big games of the year last year and it was a blowout
1: did they play notre dame last year
0: Miami, Hell, uh, yeah, I don't know. I can pull it up real quick and tell you. Let me see. Why don't you go ahead and be talking to them about the, some facts of Miami that you've seen, what your thoughts are while I'm pulling this up.
1: Yeah, so, you know, again, as Ben was saying, Miami's defense is just inconsistent. They do have they, – they have had a hell of a secondary in years past. Linebackers are, are mean. But, again, it's just very inconsistent. Offensive-wise, it's almost one of those what-have-you-done-for-me-lately sort of things. Yes, they can run the ball. Yes, they can throw the ball. But where's the consistency there?
0: Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, you got some games last year. Louisville was not a pretty team last year. They beat Louisville (laughs) 47-34. That's not that good of a game. No. You played Clemson. Let me see what stats were in the Clemson game. I'll tell you right now. Gave up five hundred and fifty yards, Clemson. <laughs> I mean, that ain't pretty.
1: Was uh Sunshine quarterback then or was that uh yeah, he
0: was one quarterback. of the games you missed? He was quarterback at the time. NC State, you beat them forty four to forty one.
1: That was a close game.
0: University of Virginia, you beat them nineteen to fourteen. And that don't make no sense. Virginia put a ass cut on North Carolina, but then North Carolina blows you slap out of the water. Mm-hmm. Tell me how that makes sense. Virginia Tech, they won by one point, (laughs) 25-24. I mean, it don't make no sense. No, they did not play Notre Dame last year. Okay. They played in the Cheez-It Bowl against Oklahoma State. Lost that one, 37-34.
1: Another close game.
0: Yeah, I mean, but you lost it. It just do not make a whole lot of sense to me. It really do not
1: Well, who do you think of the ACC is going to be either falling off or really not mentionable?
0: I think Clemson is going to be a fall off from recent years. I think with their schedule they could still be <clears> pretty <throat> good, but I don't think they're going to be as good as they have in years past. I think North Carolina – is taking a big chance of falling off. I'm not going to say necessarily falling off, but they're going to show again this year that they're not quite ready Yeah. to be that national contender. <clears throat> There's just too many loose ends there, not tied up. Um, Duke. Duke's just Duke. They're not going to be real. They're not going to be contending for no ACC championship, I don't yeah. think. Uh Syracuse, they ain't nothing really mentioned about Syracuse. Louisville, I think they're going to be disappointing again this year, honestly. That, that's my main one. That's my main ones, I would say.
1: What but, about NC State? Do you think they could make the turn?
0: I think they could improve from where they were. I don't think. I don't think they're going to be great, but I think they're going to be better than they were. They're gonna be, they're gonna continue to be that middle of the road team, but I think they're taking baby steps to try to get things fixed there. Okay. But it's not a big change like <clears throat> Wake Forest, where they've been getting beat up on for years and years, and now they're a contender. Not really a contender, but they're a threat on any given Saturday. Yeah.
1: Virginia. I know one thing about NC State that I would like for them to change. What was that? The damn decals on their helmets.
0: Yeah, I don't know what the hell that's all about. <laughs> I liked old helmets much better. Yes, sir. Sure. I don't know. That thing, I like it needs a rabies shot or something. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I'm just excited as hell in general. I'm ready to watch this stuff. Oh, hell. <laughs> I'm so damn excited. I don't knock my microphone over y'all. <laughs>
1: Take you another drink, boy.
0: Matter of fact, I think I will. <laughs> <laughs> That'll teach you. There you go. Well, throw at me with a good time. <laughs> I think I'm ext- I'll tell you what I I'm not gonna say I think. I know. I am be excited to watch that Friday night North Carolina Virginia Tech game.
1: Yes, that's gonna be a hell of a game. And we gonna actually get the smoker going that night? Drink us some beer.
0: Oh absolutely, man. Might even have a little podcast live, all the games going on. Oh, yeah. But uh, I don't know what it is, but there's always something special and just really awesome about watching a Friday night game at Virginia Tech in Blacksburg, watching the Hokies run out to Sandman, Metallica. I mean, that's going to be a hell of a game. And Virginia Tech, that's a team that's got a big chip on their shoulder coming back, playing a North (laughs) Carolina team that, don't get me wrong, I think they really want to be a contender in ACC, but. They just, they got too many loose ends. They got to tighten up.
1: Until that defensive line can smack somebody in the mouth, they ain't going to do much.
0: No, no. They just, they give up way too much. You have to. I'm not even going to get on that rant again. I ran enough about it last night. No. I don't know about y'all, man, but I I am really excited for this college football year. I think it's going to be one of the better years of college football than we've had.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, post-COVID, first game back stands are going to be filled up.
0: Oh, all the stadiums are going to be breaking records. They're going to be rocking.
1: Oh, yeah. They're going to be tearing houses down.
0: Without a doubt, man, I mean.
1: I can't wait to hear sandstorm hit in South Carolina.
0: Oh, it's going to be jumping. Williamsburg Stadium, that's going to be a terrible place to play this year. I oh, yeah. i tell you. They got a new head coach. It'd fallen off the last few years with a very disgruntled fan base, but I guarantee you Willie B., that season opener, man, this it's gonna be cranking. Oh yeah, it's gonna be really cranking.
1: Yep, 2001 hit and sandstorm, but well, we are gonna be able to hear it from. Oh yeah, from Columbia down in, down to North Charleston, I believe.
0: Oh yeah, Virginia Tech and Blacksburg, man, they are gonna have them cannons firing off, rolling, <clears throat> stadium slam full playing North Carolina. Woo, big game mm-hmm. on a Friday night.
1: And then Saturday night, also, you've got the Georgia Clemson game.
0: That's gonna be a hell of a football game. I think it's gonna be really, really good. The more I think about it, the more I, the more I don't know if it's gonna be quite as unpredictable as I thought. But it's still gonna be a hell of a game. Yeah, It'll be a good one to watch. Yeah. But uh, is there anything you want to touch on before we go or?
1: No, I mean I'm I'm like you. I'm ready to get this thing kicked off. Ready to to actually see what. You know what we think we can expect or what's going on with it, and you know it. I'm I'm just ready to get going.
0: Hell yeah. Well, uh, with that being said, man. Um, this week we'll be coming back at y'all with the winner of the fan poll to see who the next team is we cover in the SEC. But um. Until then, y'all be good. Stay out of trouble. We'll see y'all soon. We'll see you soon.
1: And remember, like, subscribe, share, do whatever you got to do. Give us comments and keep out for the next poll coming up for the ACC.
0: That's right, y'all. That's right. We appreciate it. Y'all hold it down and thank y'all for listening.
1: Take it easy until next time.
0: That's right.